Peace, everyone. This is Brother Shemel with Masterminds with Brother Shemel. And I have a special guest with me. Uh, this brother, for those of you, everyone out there who may have been um, checking in on my broadcast, we have uh, had some dialogue on the Instagram. And uh, you may see the videos on the, on the channel as well. Um, this brother I've known for some time. Um, this brother is a wealth of knowledge. So for everyone who's going to check this, you're definitely going to need to take notes because we're about to dive deep. And um, I, I can definitely say that this brother is a humble brother. Um, and uh, we're kind of like spirit in that manner, which is why we work so well together. Um, this man is the co-founder of Mimic, which stands for Melanated Immortals Making Evolutionary Changes. And he also teaches on something called the Hollow Mind Perceiver. And we're going to touch on that. Uh, but the title of this is called Seven Dimensions of Cosmic Memory and Consciousness. So I know you're in for a treat. So uh, I'd like to introduce to you all another than my brother, Nepta Hawker. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Am I being heard clearly? Yes. All right. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. So I, just to get started, as I always like to do, I like to uh, ask those who come on the platform to kind of give a, a brief story, backstory as to how they um, came across this path because of course we know this is not this is not common you know for for many of us to walk this path right you uh, know so I'm always interested in um, what are the things that inspired you to do what you do so if you could just share with the audience that yeah you know uh, brother Shem you know for years for 20 plus I say even 30 years now I've been on that path of uh, personal growth and development is kind of what I've seen first, um, you know, and 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 then, um, you know, I got into, you know, some metaphysics and, you know, got hot and heavy in business in some different areas. And and then um, but, you know, something was always missing, you know, so I was always searching. Uh, I was appreciative of what I had, but I was like, well, there's something that's not quite adding up. And so probably about. Well, I say about eight years ago, I started tapping into consciousness, Pan-Africanism, et cetera. And um, I really, um, you know, what, keep, what kept me going is I, I started a brain balancing program with, with Dr. Jewel Pukram. And uh, this was back in uh, 2015. So I was really open. You know, sometimes when we've done a lot of different things, uh, we just become open because we were trying to find out, okay, what is that? piece that can kind of bring everything together. And uh, I tell you, um, that kind of was an accelerator because that's when I was first introduced to these uh, seven circuits of consciousness and, and cosmic memory and, and, and everything just came rushing into my mind. And what keeps me going is as I go deeper into uh, the cosmology and just what my perception is as I seem to be uh, expanding and evolving my consciousness, uh, I, I really am looking out for people who are like me. They had done a lot of different things and still 
you know, didn't necessarily couldn't put the pieces together and in, ter in terms of how totality works. We, we can see how these little compartments work, you know, when we have our, our job and our work life and we have our family life and then we have our recreational life. But outside of all of that, there's purpose and inside of all of that is purpose. Now, how does that fit in? And so me being able to continue to interweave and, and woven these, these, this energy and information through uh, purpose, the purpose kept on, come on, it's gotta be a greater purpose for you to do this. And, and, and it has continued to show that to me time and time again. So, you know, I'm elated and now it's not about me. It's really about uh, shifting the consciousness of the evolved beings on the planet to move into a state of planetary consciousness where we now are putting the planet first in terms of, you know, how we are operating. We're operating as the planet, not just on the planet. So that's a different state of consciousness that will need access to different kind of abilities as well. So that's what does it, brother. And and, and I think that uh, what, what really keeps me going is when I see other people uh, like yourself, they're so polished and know what they're doing. And I see other people that are up and coming trying to get to that point. And they're like, oh, they're just like a kid in a candy store with this new information and they're rolling it. So I, I definitely enjoy being a support mechanism for them. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, brother. Yeah. And uh, definitely. And um, I know that speaks to the work you're doing with Mimic. And I, I want to get into that. But before I do that, you touched on something real quick. I want to just glance over it. You, you, across, um, Dr. Jewel Pukram. Yes. Now, for those who don't know, Dr. Jewel Pukram um, is a very uh, established, well knowledgeable um, teacher on the brain. And you, of course, I know that this has led you to teach on the hollow mind perceiver in your study of being from a student to a teacher and I know we are forever the student. Yes. And I want to know how did you first come across Dr. Joel Pook? Was it was it a video? Was it somebody told you that you bump in the store? How did that happen? Well I tell you, um now I ran across one of her videos on YouTube. And no, 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 that's not true. Actually it's a brother uh, out of Cleveland, Ohio. He probably don't even remember he sent me something on Dr. Jewel Pukram uh, and she was talking about seven circuits of the brain. Yeah. And when I heard her and the, her delivery, I said, man, I need to meet that, <laughs> that, that sister is powerful yeah. and it'd be nice to meet her one day. So about a year later or less, less than a year, you know, I actually end up meeting and working very closely with Dr. Jewel for almost two years. But um, I tell you, and being able to uh, actually come into that process. So I joined a meditation group uh, that was a meditation group on the law of time. And Dr. Jewel Pukram was in the meditation group. So that was one of the things that made me say, you know, maybe I'll get to meet her if I get in this meditation group. But really, I, I was really interested. It was a meditation on the law of time and stuff we teach now. So it was kind of my first introduction to it. And it made such an impression on me. The scholars that were in that group mm -hmm. were uh, very seasoned. They were very polished. And so therefore, as a result, you know, I could definitely see uh, me being able to evolve from those concepts. 
And so that's how I end up meeting. And then uh, a couple months later, after it uh, wasn't even a couple of months, it's shortly after that, you know, the group that I was in, they were they were now going to move to uh, doing some things, but it was just for balanced brain people. And so that made me think, okay, if I want to continue with the group, I need to join the ba balancing program. And I was impressed with the people that I saw. So I said, you know, okay, this is something that I need to do. It makes sense. And so once I got on the brain balancing program, then I just kind of whoosh flourish because I, you know, you know, everything, you know, brother Sim, we take it serious and focus and do what's necessary to be disciplined to do it. And, and I did all of that. Plus I was doing a few other things at the same time. I was studying uh, this law time and the hollow mind perceiver, the, the, the mind of totality. If you want to, you know, if you're not familiar with the, the hollow mind perceiver, it's the whole mind. And uh, I was doing some sun gazing. I was fasting at the same time. So I was doing a number of things at the same time. And I, I really, honestly, I just quantum leaped. What's interesting about it is within two months of me doing all those things together, I was actually teaching a very difficult subject that very few people know. And, uh, you know, and, and so I, I didn't even know at the beginning. I just was so eager to learn. And they say the best way to learn is to teach. So, you know, you know, it was a lot of work. It was definitely a lot of work, but it really has paid off in a major way. So that's how I got introduced to her and the Brain Balance Program and all that kind of stuff, brother. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I see it. It definitely has paid off because right? you were definitely a well, a, a, well, a sharp. You, you just sharp, brother. <laughs> I, I want to, um, which maybe we want to segue into the Hollow Mind Perceiver. Okay. And I want to just ask you, because you do teach classes on this, and it's, and it's very extensive. If you, yeah. for those who are um, hearing about this for the first time here, it, for you to just explain it briefly, yes. what exactly is the hollow mind perceiver? If, if I may, I'd like to explain the... Uh, uh, the different dimensions and these different dimensions, I would like to explain it as the third dimensional concepts, uh, fourth dimensional concepts and fifth dimensional concepts. Mm -hmm. Usually when I just explain it, there's a gap, right? So I'll fill the gap and it may be easier to, to understand or, or to see one seeing themselves being able to do it. Mm -hmm. All right. So the, the, the third dimension, you know, is really about space. You know, so it's a perspective of space, uh, the material plane, everything is measured, you know, density and all these kind of things. So a lot of our science and mathematics have been taught from the perspective of space, not including this next dimension. And I'm going to talk and, and to to navigate space. The tool that we use is the 13 moon calendar. We think it's very important to follow cosmic cycles when we are tapping into cosmic memory. However, when we're just operating on a portion of our brain and and that's the a portion of the logic and reasoning part of the brain then we don't need that cosmic stuff and we kind of just run on programs um different things in our reality but what happens is eventually there's there's something pulling at us until there's another dimension so let's just say the 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 physical body is is the uh the catalyst of space for us right? This is the instrument 
used to receive and send information throughout the universe. Then we have the uh, fourth dimension. The fourth dimension is the spirit, right? Fourth dimension is the etheric body or the etheric realm. And so now we're talking about nature, how nature works. You know, nature works, uh, from what I understand, uh, through the power of synchronicity. So things just happen in nature, right? And so they, they call it the synchronic order. So when things are put into a certain order, then things, certain phenomena take place. You know, so that's been observed and tested uh, many times over through mathematics and other tests. So that's that's the nature part that's working all around us. So we can see nature, we can see the trees, we can see the birds and all that. So now we get to that level, we want to know how all that works, right? Then there's the fifth dimension. The fifth dimension, uh, I would say, is the electronic and the light body, all right, that connects to the totality of mind, consciousness, right? And so this is where our real true, the fulfillment of our uh, cosmic memory comes in. And why, why is that important? Because like, like, uh, like I've been saying, uh, really, I've been beating this down for the whole last two couple of weeks. And that is, it is said, it is said that we have over a hundred million years of knowledge stored in our cerebellum. Mm. Now, how significant is that? I mean, brother Shim, I, it was just until recently, I, I began to fathom that, that, wait a minute, what kind of purpose would a being have to have a hundred million years of knowledge stored? in one brain. Now just think about the behavior on this planet and how many of those years are we really probably using? We're probably just using a smidgen. Right. But what if we were using more? So this fifth dimension taps us into that, that the, the soul memories and really the totality of mind because you know the mind and the brain are different. The mind is the process, the brain is the processor. It's like the hardware that processes, processes information, right? And the mind is all these, all these dimensions, all these software programs. So we, it, the best way to kind of, a good way to kind of look at it, since many of us have smartphones, is to be able to look at the phone and say, okay, is the phone, it processes numbers and, and you know, I, E, E, I, E, all this kind of stuff, right? Uh, different connections. And then there's all these apps, <laughs> right? There's millions of apps. We probably use about, you know, about 10 to 20 of them, but there's millions of apps. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of, you know, a similar look at the, the artificial mind and artificial intelligence, how it works. But I said it like that because the hollow mind perceiver, now we're looking at what's happening in the fifth dimension. We call this energy, right? Then what's happening in the spirit, the spirit moves the mind into a different direction or disposition. And then we have the 3D localized in space. And this is the will, the will, the spirit and the mind or the electronic light body all come together and create a perfect triad. Now, why is that important for what I'm explaining? Well, once that, once you become aware of that and you want to, your intention is to balance or they, they're equal, it's an equilateral triangle. So they work in tandem. When that works, we can manifest that will. 
We got the body, we got the spirit, we got the mind. Okay. The hollow mind perceiver is a telepathically imprinted nano chip. We call this a chip, but it's really something there. It's a our pineal our pineal gland is there. Mm-hmm. But in in the the middle of the brain, there's there's something we call the corpus callosum, right? And it is said that when what joins the two, that's the corpus callosum, is very instrumental in the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere being able to communicate with each other, brain parts, right? Right. And so with that, there's plasma, which is semi-liquid electricity, correct? Is that, that, that what it is? Plasma? And this plasma is not just in the brain, but it's in the cerebral spinal fluid. It's in the blood. And so what is it communicating with? Well, we know in outer space, we also can say that consciousness is plasma as well. So now this, through thought, right, through through the imaginal realm, through telepathically imprinting and allowing these codes to come into that plasma, all right, creates a new or, or evolved technology to access this totality of mind. And so now... What's happening is it projects an overlay on the brain so we know which parts of the brain is accessing what's different parts of the cosmos. And we're going to talk about a little bit about that today, the seven um, uh, circuits, the seven thinking layers of the cosmos, right? Cosmic yeah. memory. And so this, this now nanochip is causing us to perceive our experience from totality, not from just the localized physical human. Right. So the beauty of that is this, is that now we begin to see that we're just different. It's like a kaleidoscope. We see different versions of ourselves. So the cell in our body is just a different version of us. For the cell to say it's not a part of the body is a misaligned cell, which turns malignant and cancerous, right? Yes. So, so the cell is part of the circulatory system. The circulatory system is just another version of the cell. The body is just another version of the circulatory system. It's set up of several systems. Yes. Right? The body's part of the biosphere of the earth. Right? So the earth and the biosphere is another version of the cell. Right? Then the solar system, right? The earth and the solar system. So now we're, the earth is part of the solar system. The solar system is just another part of the earth. Yeah. The earth is just another part of the solar system. And so on and so on. So these are just different versions of ourselves. And when we can perceive ourselves from any one of those macro or microcosmic levels, we can tap into not only our cosmic memory circuits, but some of our super mental and paranormal powers that's been lying dormant because we're only using a small portion of those hundred million years. Did that make sense, brother? Did I explain that yeah. clearly for our audience? <laughs> I, I, I believe he did. I believe he did. If, if not, they can ask questions. But I definitely believe that you t- you hit it right on the head. And you you what you said uh, had me. Well, it opened up my thoughts to a couple of things. And I don't want to take it too far off a tangent. So please stare me back. Okay. But um, one of the last. Um, one of the last programs I had on my YouTube channel, 
we were having a conversation about the multiverse. Okay. So my, I guess there's going to be twofold or whatever, but first my part is how does or does the hollow mind perceiver relate to the multiverse? Is that even a thing? And if so, how for someone who would have this conversation, because there's a lot of talk about it, and that's yeah. why I'm even mentioning it. There's been recent talks about it. Yes. Well, you know, the, the hollow mind perceiver, as you can see, if we can start with a cell uh, and we can be a part of the earth, which has many bodies on it, we can be a part of a cosmos that has many universes in it. It's called multidimensionality. So this is an introduction. People are evolving and people are tapping into becoming a multidimensional being. Now, I didn't say a multidimensional doer. That's just a multitasker. I'm talking about you can be a multidimensional being because you can operate from more than one state of consciousness at one time. Now, what I like about the multiverse and relating that, because we got to always come back to the mind. How does the mind work? How does consciousness work? And how do we tap into that as, as humans, right? To be able to what? Receive information and knowledge, right? Because until we realize that, hey, there's something going on in the earth as to why we incarnated at this time, uh, we, we as, as etheric beings, you know, there's something going on on the earth and the reason why we incarnated. Or we just do it by happenstance. Like today's Saturday and there's nothing else. It's Saturday and we off. <laughs> we <laughs> off today, okay? We don't, we don't got to go to work. Okay, now, so I went through all that becoming from the, the, the invisible to the visible mm -hmm. to just be off. So it's something else. And so those are who are truth seekers will be able to see that. So it's a lot of relation, in my opinion, and, and relates to multidimensionality. Now, anytime I hear about uh, the multiverse or, or any type of uh, advanced science or spirituality, I like to talk about the absolute realm. And in the absolute, okay, it is said that everything's already happened. So this is what gets us to focus on now. Now is the only time that it is. Yeah. present being present okay so if that's true if everything has already happened now it's just going to determine what our focus is right everything has already happened and keeps happening and evolves in the process so the question is as we become the as we tap into our awareness you know some of us at there's a certain point that we could only tap into a universe one verse right <laughs> now, now our consciousness is evolving and we're able to say, wait a minute. Hey, there, there's multiple universes here that we can tap into. So consciousness is what I want to say. According to the different states of consciousness, there's a truth relative to that consciousness. And some things that may be true um, for some, I, I would label them higher states of consciousness, may seem, seem is the key word, to be untrue to someone operating at a lower level of consciousness because the focus is different you know so so there's all these alternate realities going on and we're just in one of them right now and so the more we expand our mind and we tap into this cosmic memory we can see all of this going on at one time and now it just becomes what is the locus of our focus locus of our focus i love it i love it i love it <laughs> and um 
Brother Donald Lee says, very interesting, very. It is, absolutely. Shout out to you, brother. Yes, and, indeed, uh, Brother Donald. Thank you. I, I, when you speak about the aspect of the multi-dimensions, mm. talk about the focus, um, I guess my question would be, is it possible for us to, and you may have already answered this question, is it possible for us to have a multi-focus or, uh, in other words, almost like having a holistic vision of these dimensions where we can see them simultaneously or does it only work when using a hollow mind perceiver from a standpoint of you you have to see one dimension at a time if that if i'm making any sense no it's a blend uh, again your consciousness will determine that answer and so and and we're operating at different states of consciousness so at one person's consciousness they may say no you can't do it you know it mm -hmm. hasn't been tested or this that and the other and there's someone else that says no you, you can do it from what i've seen but they may have gone further into their consciousness in order to do so so my answer is yeah you can see it all happening at one time often i see a whole lot going on at one time kind of like a, a monitor you have to see, you know, if you're a security monitor and you see all these different things, you know, uh, sometimes when I go into that etheric realm, you know, I'm seeing all kind of uh, geometry, sacred geometry with sunspots. I'm seeing sacred geometry uh, from different uh, patterns of the planet, uh, uh, the different planets in the orbits. You know, I'm saying different stars and I see different geometries show up. So so my consciousness, you know, my brain is giving me access to this consciousness and it's showing me it's leading me on to this journey of remembrance that I'm remembering that I'm that. Mm. That's what I'm remembering, that I came from the stars, that I'm that I'm that I'm moving into this consciousness that's giving me a deeper insight on what's going on into these other areas. So, you know, this is, you know, there's a lot of people that are dealing the paranormal, but they don't say anything because, you know, what happens when you say something, somebody that loves you says you're crazy and they take you to the sixth ward and dope you up and, and that kind of thing. So you see, you know, something completely different happens. So we got to be careful. But what we've said is that, you know, mimic melanated immortals making evolutionary changes is a safe place to evolve where we can really talk about these things and really um, open up Pandora's box, so to speak, and be able to really bring a, a degree of stability of mind through emotional intelligence. So, so we don't, a lot of times we don't have the balance and we don't understand the true essence of polarity and equalization. And so when we talk about equalizing, where something comes to make something unequal, there's something in the field of consciousness to balance it. So there's always a solution that offsets, equals, or exceeds what was brought into, uh, into consciousness. And it's up to us. Sometimes uh, we've been shown just to shut off our brain and look at what came in that's made it unequal for us or difficult for us. Mm -hmm. But it, but but if we don't shut down and we say, hey, wait a minute, you know, I know, uh, whatever, however you pronounce that guy's name, that was with Brother Shem, 
You know, he was talking about there's another equalizing force that's to come. So a lot of times we block it. Our ego blocks it and we want to come in and fix it. And we, we just sit back and say, okay, I'm going to allow the equalization to inform me on what I need to do as a result of what's going on. And that's how it happens for those that can, that have the power, as keyword power, to allow. Yes. You know, so uh, yes, to answer your question, I, I see us being able to uh, see many dimensions at one time, you know, and that's that's an advanced uh, paradigm for us. But listen, we, we talk about something in the hollow mind perceiver called the infinite mind wave. So that means there's there's infinite amount of possibilities. That means everybody, everything is possible. And those possibilities are evolving as we speak. Mm. So we just have to be willing to uh, tap in to that knowledge stream to make it and bring it into the world of probability. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Shell says, Ashe, Ashe. Ashe. And um, Monel Bay says, man traces himself back and thus he knows. Very true. Definitely, um, like you said, that cosmic memory is very important, absolutely. Um, I want to um, speak about melanated immortals. Okay. Because you did touch on it um, when you was answering the last question. And that is the website, everyone, for those who um, need to check it out. Definitely go and check that out. Um, first, I want to give uh, honors, shout out to um, High Priestess Ma'at, um, Baba, Baba Wanik Shabazz. Um, of course, they, along with you, put this together. What was it that um, the three of you saw that inspired you and say there's a need for us to create mimic? You know, um, a lot of it has to deal with uh, the growth we've had on our paths. And uh, we all came together and was was really able to gel uh, while we were brain bouncing, while we were working with sacred geometry with Dr. Jewel. And um, so, you know, we, we really were pushed by Dr. Jewel. She, she's very powerful uh, in terms of her uh, uh, research and, and, and what she knows herself as a master teacher and beyond. And so uh, in that process, um, we probably, I, I, I had never evolved like this during this period. Like I, there was a period that I was with Dr. Jewel and I quantum leap after quantum leap after quantum leap. I was like, whoa. And, and I, what happened is I just opened my mind and heart to it. And I said, I'm not going to stop it. And so it's whoosh. I mean, the people that know me before that, they they look at me they're like, what happened? You know, and I and I, and I again, I, I was, you know, always in the growth and development spirituality, but you know, not like this, not like this. So, you know, when we came together, we said, you know what? If there was a way that we could create a platform for us, for people to evolve fast like that, like we did. That would be something that would be great because that's what a lot of people are seeking. They, they're getting the knowledge, but let me tell you the trouble that most people are having. And there's, there's plenty of people that are out there 
that are more that that, that may be uh, intellectually more advanced than I am. And so I, I, I think that that's that's very true. But let me let me tell you something about this. Um, with that being said, what we lack is not the knowledge, it's the integration. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we uh, some of us have heard of this knowledge triangle, you know, where we 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 get knowledge, we take action and we get knowledge drives action, action, drive, knowledge drives behavior, behavior drives results. Mm-hmm. OK, but sometimes we get into the mind so strong and we get so fascinated with the mind. We just keep getting more knowledge to get more knowledge, to get more knowledge, to get more knowledge, to get more knowledge and more knowledge. And we don't get to integrate it into our day to day. You know, and, and and we find out these things that we stay in the mind. And so what what I think is very important is that when we get into the mind, that we, again, bring that knowledge all the way through the root of the root to the galactic core of the earth and bring it down in the earth, not to the earth and not on the earth. Bring it down in the earth right. and build that relationship with the earth. Because now the earth is the consciousness that will help us. We're plugged in, will help us integrate what's outer space into space because the earth is doing it. Right. So, so this is, this is key because uh, when we're, when we're looking at this, the problem with that people I see have is that they're they're able to talk about it, debate about it and do all these things and and to be able to integrate it and put it in real life, real world situations where you know that happened from that. Uh, And so those are where all the practices come in. So long story short, when we, when we went through our practices and our knowledge and, and, and we felt very advanced at that time. Now that pales in comparison to where we are now, in my opinion, I've had a chance to observe a high priestess my aunt six years ago and now it is obliterated. I mean, it's not even close where, where she is. But when we started Mimic, we we had came so far from that vantage point, we looked at it and said, Man, I never grew like this, I never evolved like this. So we just wanted to create a safe place where other people could do what we did, and that's kind of how it sparked off. And we thought that what we were teaching and how we were teaching the integration of it would would be an accelerator for people so that's why we did it absolutely absolutely and what you say is you know application that integration and application is key it, it really is because like you said there are many of us in what we call the conscious community who are very intellectual they have a lot of knowledge but it becomes just it stays there and so the only thing they can do is either debate <laughs> which is a lot of that, or, you know, or pontificate, you know, and um, like you said, what, you, what you're doing is great, taking it to that next level of application, and uh, womb evolution, I know, I know, we know who that is, greetings, this is my A, greetings, she's in the house, she's in the house, no doubt, and um Brother Monell Bay said, peace and goodwill to all and honors to the speakers for putting this together so we can build and grow gratitude family. Gratitude, gratitude. Monell Bay, we appreciate you, brother. Absolutely. And so with that, I want to uh, ask you, for those not only who are interested in Mimic, but also just in general, 
who are interested in taking it to the next step. Um, because you, you mentioned about that, how you and the co-founders were able to um, grow exponentially mm-hmm. with this information and continue to do so. Yeah. Someone may say, well, you know, you know, um, I see what y'all doing. Y'all, you know, y'all so deep, you know, um, we hear that. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do I get like that? <laughs> so so what, what would you say to that person who, who, who's, who's yearning to get to that level, but you know, they dealing with life and life happens and right, right. They, they haven't really been, I would say, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, really been conditioned or they haven't conditioned themselves to put themselves in a in a path where they can receive that knowledge exponentially and that understanding, that overstanding. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that? I would say, what if I could show you how to start where you are? Let's see, to me, it's not where you are. It's the direction you're headed. Mm. See, so that means anybody a five-year-old, we're about to start a children's program. And the children are so advanced, you know, they just pick it up real quick. I I I love telling this story. They were were asking a five-year-old and they asked adults, they said, "Um, how how do you put an elephant in a refrigerator? And so the adults were like, well, you got to break his legs. (laughs) You got to cut it up into little pieces and stuff it in, put it in bags and stuff it in there. And they came up with all these crafty ways, you know, to to do it. Got to put it in a blender, all this kind of stuff. And and the little five-year-old said, well, you just need a a refrigerator about the size of that garage. (laughs) They were just walking. (laughs) So so it's a paradox. I mean, it's really simple. But what we don't realize is how complex the programs that we're running are are Mm -hmm. on us. You know, we're running on some serious programs, you know, and when I say that, you know, you know, even our personality is a program, but we call it the circumstantial persona, where the circumstances change, they train you how to have a personality. Wow. Your ego will fight for it. That's me. Yeah. (laughs) That's just my personality. That's how I am. Take it or leave it. Not every personality. (laughs) You know, that's something that's been infused into you because of your experiences Mm-hmm. And your mind has tried to outsmart those experiences and put something in order so we don't hurt ourselves or get hurt or hurt anybody if we don't want to. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a big deal. So to somebody who is saying, man, this is really deep. Okay, well, let's go more to the shallow side of it and take you in through a process. So you might not be able to dive in. It, it's it's real simple. You know, people, some people make it overcomplicated. We hear that so a lot of times. This is really deep, you know, and, and that means... You know, I love deep. I want to be able to say deep because I'm about to I'm about to evolve. Right. You you ain't gonna do much in shallow water now. You got what they used to say, you gotta launch out into the deep. So um, you know, I can tell you that we are able to really look at, at people and see where they are. Uh, we've been really uh working on this outreach program to be able to really figure out what state and level of of a consciousness is one operating right then and put together the right thing, the right path for where they are right there. They may not be where I am or they may be farther than I am, 
but it's important for us to know that and to be able to communicate that so everybody can get what they need where they are in the process. That makes total sense. Yeah. That makes total sense. Absolutely. Uh, okay, High Priest of Man says, come on, Brother Shim, you're being humble. I'm still trying to get with the depth of your book. Gratitude, I I, I, I appreciate it. Gratitude, that's a she compliment. She ain't by herself. <laughs> <laughs> that is a compliment. I, I thank you. And we also have Sister Joshelle saying, Mimic is definitely a safe space that accepts you at the level of consciousness you are at and allows you to grow to higher and higher levels. And for that, we will forever be of gratitude. Give, give thanks. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to um, kind of dive into the, the topic. You really spoke on the whole title, which is the seven dimensions of cosmic memory and, mm -hmm. and uh, consciousness. But if we were just to do like, and you mentioned on the uh, the dimensions of a, uh, I'm sorry, third dimension, fourth dimension, fifth dimension. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it, it says seven, seven brother. So what's the six and the seven? Well, I tell you, um, when we're talking about the cosmos, right? And we are in the cosmos. Many people hear me talking about we're living in our mind. Mm -hmm. Some people say, you're out of your mind. Right. You know, I'm living in my mind. <laughs> so everything that's in my mind is working with my degree of consciousness. And so yes. the, everything's aligning with my focus. And my, it, it's like my consciousness is here and everything is arranging itself to verify it's the, <laughs> the planet, mm -hmm. everything like it's like everything is, is, is aligning itself. So when we talk about the, the, the dimensions. We, we talked about the spirit. Uh, the, the body temple, we're talking about the physical yeah. body, the spirit, and the mind. Now, when we get to that mind part, it's broken down into seven thinking layers of cosmic memory is what how I would, would speak about it. And these three dimensions are subsumed in those seven. Okay? So when we talk about it, here's the levels. The first level is pre-consciousness. This is where cosmic creation takes place. Now, how can we translate that into me and you? Well, this is premeditated thought, right? Before you apply the focus, right? And then you go create after you get everything that you premeditated with uh, in order to create, right? It's cosmic creation. That's, that's, it's no different than us going and painting a picture, you know? We, but, but, to get into the premeditated state, we got to go get some paint brushes. We got to go get some paint, yeah. right? We got to get the right colors, right? The right materials to do it in the right environment so we can concentrate and do it to the highest level. Pre-consciousness. The next layer, layer number two, is the sub and the unconscious. Now, here's where all the programs are. <laughs> and the autonomic system, right? This is what beats our heart. None of us are running around saying, hey, hold on a second, man. You guys are deep. I like it. I appreciate this knowledge, but I got to go beat my heart for about five minutes. I'll be right back. <laughs> Nobody does that because it's part of the autonomic uh, system, right? So, so the sub and unconscious. Now, this, the subconscious operates a lot different than the preconscious or the waking consciousness, which is the next one. 
So I'm gonna come back and tell you a little clues about each one so you understand. So in in the uh sub and unconscious, uh this is where the power of synchronicity works with our energy. Okay, we call it cosmic synchronicity, but really it's it's where everything is working on our behold energetically. So we need to know what that how that works because once that starts working, sometimes it's hard to uh go against the subconscious you gotta know how it works so a lot of times it's our conscious that also is is uh what i would call a blockage for subconscious development and materialization because we so smart we know how it won't work <laughs> so we'll smart ourselves out of a million dollars of the resources that we need to build a village or to do this or to do that uh, we'll smart ourselves out of a million dollars to or, or 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 out of the right relationships right we'll smart ourselves out of good health we'll be eat we'll be vegans and eating good and then still come up with something because of the stress that we're under so we so we we have to understand that we 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 the sub when we plant a seed in the subconscious mind it's gonna take root it just matters what matters is how we feel about it in our heart yeah that's going to be a major thing. And so you'll often hear me talk about the change of mind and its totality and how it thinks you're going to have to change, have a change of heart. Hmm. A lot of people holding on to stuff from the past that they can't let go of. But then we move in from sub and unconscious to the third uh, level or layer, and that's the waking conscious mediumship. Now, I, I use those words carefully because waking conscious means we're woke. This is the medium that we're speaking. This is how we're communicating right now in this awakened state, right? Yeah. However, the medium that gives us elasticity into other places and things and, and, and it introduces the ideal of extrasensory perception and telepathy is the medium is spirit. The spirit is what gives the mind elasticity. Yes but it's localized right here in the body. And when we're awake, we can communicate with each other, et cetera. But it's this medium there to use as needed. Keep that in mind, right? And so, um, you know, that that's where we move into a state because of that medium that we can access all the possibilities in the universe. It's the medium that gives us access to it. But many of us block it. We, we, don't, we don't know how that works. We hadn't heard of something like that that way. We, we may even talk about it, but we don't know the science behind how it works. And then the fourth level, we call this uh, continuing consciousness. Now we continue our consciousness through concentration and focus. So this is the level of yoga and meditation. And when we can localize the focus, the locus of the focus, right? We now can move, get the mind and the brain into a state where it can move into a state of time travel. Okay. Now to do that, you know, now, and, and, and some people, are, what is time travel? What is, well, really, there's really a lot that we can do in terms of memory. We can go back to the past and do something called retrocognition. Right. We talk about some of that in the hollow mind perceiver class and go back in our mind and put back through cosmic memory. What happened? We can literally go back to that time and say, OK, what, what really happened here? 
that takes practice, you know, just like remote viewing takes practice. But if you practice it enough, you get better at it, just like anything else, right? Yeah. So, so focus, 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 focus is all about continuing our consciousness. And that moves us into what we call cosmic ascension. Now we start getting into these higher levels of mind. The fifth layer is what we call God consciousness, right? We call that the fifth mental sphere, right? We call it super conscious, super conscious and God conscious means that we're really able to receive a lot of communication outside the body, outside of this dimension, maybe even outside the earth. You know, we have people sometimes that say, hey, they communicate with people, you know, from Sirius, Syrians, mm. all kind of different stuff. Right. And I know that that can be true. Now, if I was to, we were to tell somebody that on the street, they, they'd be like, um, 911. <laughs> we got it. So somebody's an alien. <laughs> they talk about it. But, but, but really, it, it's, you know, whether they're conscious of it or, or not, the the super consciousness puts us in a state where we're able to really go beyond the planet and on, into these other dimensions and we now can receive telepathic transmissions from higher dimensions right so that's pretty powerful because that really uh solidifies ourselves in terms of where our mind is and then we go to subliminal consciousness now this is deep the subliminal consciousness is how the paranormal sphere and this is where we're able to communicate with entities beyond this plan plane of existence now i say communicate but the the super conscious we can receive the information receive mm -hmm. downloads right the sixth dimension is where we actually communicate back and forth okay. hi my name is neb tabarka hey I'm so-and-so from Sirius. I'm just kidding. But, but this is where we communicate with the ancestors. And we're able to, it's a communication. It's an exchange. Right. You know, the subliminal consciousness is below the threshold. So this is not something you're going to be able to try like you're lifting something to do. It's an allowance. Yes. See? It's a continuum, a continuum of energy that's flowing. And we're tapped in. And because we're tapped in, we're able to not only receive, but we're able to give or uh, transmit messages back to the other side, so to speak. And then there's the seventh layer, which gives us access to totality. So this, this is kind of a stair step. And then as we get to the center of what moves everything in consciousness, now we have in our mind reached a source. So we've we remembered where the source is and we are in that source. And then we realize that we are a mere reflection of that source. We are a microcosm of that source. So then, and we are connected to that source. Now, let me ask you something. If we are a microcosm of it and we are connected to it, aren't we it to a degree? Absolutely. If there's a branch on a tree, we can call it a branch, but it's also connected to the tree. So when somebody's looking at the totality of the tree, they say, hey, um, that's the tree and the branch and the tree are not separate. So when we realize this, now we know thyself 
from the mind of totality. Right. Now imagine, if you can, for those who are listening, what kind of things you would see in your reality with the totality of mind operating in your brain through this plasma in which is, plasma is the communication medium. If you, if you really do due diligence and see not only in the body, but outside of the body, you see? So, so what, what, why do we teach that? Well, here's why I teach it. Here's why I, I, I wanted to learn it and I'm still learning and teaching and I'm learning how to remember to teach it, right? is because scientists say we only use 10% of our brain capacity, our brain power consciously. Now there's all these controlling agents that's controlling our mind. I don't know if anybody out there is as feverishly working to access the other 90% like I am, but that's why I teach it. I'm here with 10% complaining about stuff, but would I have the same complaints if I was operating with 20%? I don't think I would. 30, 40, 50, 60, 70%, 80%, 90%, and 100%. If it's possible and we have access to it, why wouldn't we tap into it? Ashe? This is what we're talking about. That's why, Brother Shim, you know, what what relevancy does it have? Well, the same relevancy it has to fight against police brutality, domestic violence, colonialism. If I'm only operating with one-tenth, then I got to be subject to the rules of that program. Mm. But if there's something operating outside of that program, like this 90% I'm talking about. I don't I don't want to fight a, a, a artificial system that has control of many of the inhabitants of the earth with, with 10% of my brain power. I don't want to fight artificial with artificial. Right. What I want to do is fight artificial with absolute intelligence. You see? And yeah. so that makes the the AI subservient to the absolute. So now I am goes to a whole nother level. If I am and become come into being and come into consciousness as the absolute intelligence or a version that's much greater than 10% of my state of being on this planet, I want somebody to tell me what we can't do, especially if it's a number of us operating on that same frequency and wavelength. Indeed. Indeed, absolutely. Yeah. Monique, Monica Renee says, Ashe, Ashe. Absolutely. Say, Monica, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's what we're tapping on, Brother Shim. That's what we're tapping on. So, so we're not here to play around if it's available to us. And, and, I, and listen, I don't just think, see, I used to think it was available to us. When I started, I said, let me see, let me see how it works. <laughs> let me, let me, let me do it first, and then let me see, and then I'll tell people. Well, I'm beyond that stage. 
So now I know if that, that it's available to us. Do I have it completely mastered? This totality of mind? Am I operating? I know somebody got the question. Am I operating with a hundred percent? How do you know what percent? I don't know, but I know I'm operating with more than 10%. People that's operating with 10%, even in science, don't necessarily talk like this. Right. Facts. We talk from a limited perspective based on the spacesuits that we got on and our, what our experiences told us to research. Now, what if we have tapped into something else, another medium that said there's something outside of this that we're missing? And that's what's happened here. That's what I'm interested. That's now, Brother Shim, that's what gives meaning to Neb Harka in my experience on the planet. Everything else is just mundane and okay, all right, I'm gonna go on another vacation. Okay, I'm gonna help. Uh, uh, we, we know we got problems on the planet as melanated people. Okay, I know. They've been here, right? right. right. There's been several revolutions before I came. And what Mimic said is that, well, let's try having an evolution hmm. and let everybody revolve around that. So that's going to take some work. I, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I can tell you in six years, I'm not available for a lot of the shenanigans. All right. That that's being dealt with on, on the planet and in society. I'm not available. And, and here's something else. When you really realize and know your galactic purpose for this planetary service, and that's a whole nother paradigm. Think about it. Mm -hmm. Galactic purpose, which means I didn't come from the clay or the dirt. I came from the stars. And so what were the stars talking about with me before I found 23 chromosomes from the divine feminine and 23 chromosomes from the divine masculine and said, aha, though that's the channel I'm coming through. That's where I'm going to make my contract and start making contractions so that I can do whatever I talk with them stars about, them star elders about, when I was invisible, coming into the visible. Now that's a whole nother paradigm. Wow, you, you, you actually think that? Yes, I do. Because it's the only thing that brings a, a deeper meaning. Because now, I, I tell you this, if this, this is, this is great because if this was the only planet with life on it, now I must ask, do you really think this is the only planet in the cosmos with life on it? I got to ask that question. I'm asking the audience, you know, brother. I'm, the, I, I'm asking. You know, the I'm audience. waiting for the answer. <laughs> I'm waiting for the answer. <laughs> well, here's the reason why I'm asking. Because if you think that this is the only planet with life on it, then let me tell you something. And it's a hundred, it's, 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 no, no, no. It's more than a trillion galaxies. And this is the only galaxy that has life in it out of all them children. All, all them children are inter operating our energy and consciousness too. But this is the only one. If you think this is the only one, then what I'm going to say to you ain't going to make any sense to you. Right. You're not going to be able to uh, believe what I'm telling you. Right? But that's how we operate, uh, uh, Gene. Uh, that's how we operate on this planet a lot of the times in, in society. Like, this is the only planet, and, and this is how everything works. 
This is the only, this is the only planet God is working with. And I beg to differ. I've, I've seen something else. So now if you, if you say you believe in this multiverse stuff, like brother Shem is talking about, and you, you say, uh, it's possible that it could be some life in some other galaxies. Now what I'm going to start saying to you might make some sense because the only way you're going to know is you're going to have to explore through your mind these other areas. And how you know is that you start communicating with your mind with different states of consciousness that's not around you in the physical body. And this is how we get a notion of it. Right? But, but, but this is like a container otherwise we're contained here, and, and there's even a theory that this is a quarantine zone, the Earth. It's a quarantine zone. So that means that something needs to be contained. Maybe we will sit here to correct what needs to be contained. Maybe that's what, what our mission is, is to find out. So that's why these seven... Uh, uh, different circuits and dimensions of cosmic memory is important because when we remember the cosmos and what our you know soul memories are and we we now come right here to the present guess what now we're going to see things from that to that whole perspective versus our limited knowledge that we are learning for for people that's spoon feeding us artificial knowledge for the most part it's up to us to find out the other stuff absolutely absolutely <laughs> um who's the sister gene voice the hill says speaking signs of truth absolutely absolutely um let me see who we got else brother anthony culverson says peace god's peace peace to my brother out there in fayetteville and uh Plus, we got Kinky Curly Straight Talk. That's my wife, and Ness. Mental power is the most powerful essence. I got to give a shout out to her because it, it was her who uh, actually made me aware of you, you know. So I got to give honors where honors is due. I say, I say, I say. Brother, you, you really brought it through. And um, one of the things that I learned about what you were speaking on is the fact that. At some point in time, when you were speaking on the, uh, the seven dimensions, it I was able to uh, do a correspondence in my mind with some teachings that I studied in Sufism mm. about seven planes of the seven heavens. Because you said the last one was being union with the source, and that's that's very much um, taught in Sufism with the Sufi masters mm. and things of that nature. So it it lets me know that. This is not a new science. It's actually an ancient science that you know our ancestors have been using in some for, some form of another. The language may change, the terms may change, but the concepts and the precepts are still there. So gratitude for what you're doing uh, with melanated immortals. Absolutely. So uh, I know everybody's been enjoying it, and uh, I hope you all have been taking notes. And we are. Uh, uh, possibly, if if the brother is um, so kind to do so, we can we can return and do a part two on this. Uh, 
because I know you dropped some serious jewels. And uh, before we conclude, is there anything you would like to um, share with the people? Now, if you want to go three more hours, I got time. But I, I know you, you're, <laughs> you're a busy man. So um, let me say it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I tell you, um, you know, first and foremost, before I, I, I say any final words, I definitely want to give thanks to our ancestors, uh, uh, this amazing, abundant energy we call cosmos, source, energy, whatever we call it. Um, we wouldn't be here without it. And the ancestors has paved the way. I also want to give thanks to uh, the master teachers at, at Mimic, um, uh, Baba Wanik, Kimi Tahuti Shabazz, uh, High Priestess Ma'at and Makaru Amen, and Dr. Cindy Cork. Uh, we're looking at expanding that team here over the next uh, two to three years. Uh, it should be great expansion. And uh, in anticipation of the infrastructure of this Mimic School of Evolution, but more importantly, the number of people who are seeking this knowledge. Um, on this level. So uh, I definitely want to give thanks to all of the people from Mimic that are in attendance or that get a chance to hear this and all of you who uh, are not part of Mimic and uh, uh, really uh, a part of your, your following, uh, Brother Shem. I mean, I got the utmost respect for you and uh, just to have me on. And those IG lives, man, I, I, uh, brother, I felt like we were in the same place doing it on such a level. And I, I have to, I have a great deal of admiration for you. I really do. Uh, how humble you are, how disciplined you are, and, and just how knowledgeable you are. And so uh, it's a great example uh, for me and, and others. And so uh, it, it's been an honor to be on here today. Um, final words that I would say is make evolution your number one priority that's what i would say once you do that and why why let's let's talk about why because the people who know how will always work for the people who know why why is driven by purpose purpose is the most powerful force in the universe because Without purpose, the universe wouldn't even be operating. The purpose of the universe is to evolve and to realize itself in its different aspects. That's a purpose. That's a perspective. So imagine if you said, you know what? I ain't going to take this on like this. I'm going to evolve my consciousness. I'm going to learn some new concepts. When was the last time you did something for the first time? That shows growth. So... Uh, uh, definitely, I would say, uh, to make evolution your number one priority. And we have to learn, you may not be able to do this now, but maybe the next time we can talk about the five virtues that, that kind of help me. This is how I help find where people are. Uh, remembrance, discipline, uh, exertion, patience, and compassion. Because when you go into this knowledge and you, you uh, have been able to allow the evolution of your consciousness to allow you to see something far greater than other people can see, then you help them. Knowing that they don't think you need that, 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 that they need you helping them. 
You love them knowing that they may not even love you. You may be making things difficult. You may be making them think a little different. And it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable being artificial. It's not comfortable evolving. So if I'm going to be uncomfortable anyway, <laughs> I just say, well, why not just be uncomfortable and evolve so I can take command over what it is that I do? So I would say that we got a number of things going on uh, in our uh, Brother Shim. Uh, this is as we follow the 13 moon calendar. Uh, we're in the first moon. We start this process on July 26th. So we're in the first moon, the magnetic moon of purpose. So everything we're talking about, we, we, we're in our transformational series and we're talking about transformation through purpose. That purpose has the power of synchronicity and nature working on its behold without our conscious behavior. That, that baby that's in the mother's womb is growing whether we are doing certain things or not. It's feeding all the mothers. As long as the food is coming through the mother, it's going to grow. It comes with it. It's finances and everything. You see that everybody caters to the baby when the baby is born, right? You have a baby shower and people bring gifts and make sure the baby has everything that it needs. That's because its purpose is causing people to do that. It's not because it's a cute baby. It is a cute baby. But there's something greater and everybody knows it. So we're working on this transformational series around purpose. And uh, anybody that's interested, uh, we're actually going to be starting a five-day challenge tomorrow. Five-day challenge. We're going to have a, a call tonight that's going to be very powerful. If you're interested in any of this stuff, let me know because uh, we're going to focus for five days. And I tell you, we've been able to do some focuses for five days and 10 days and get things done we couldn't get done in a year because we're so distracted and so divided in terms of how we're operating. And things just linger on and linger on, right? We just got to knock it out, you know? So those are the type of things that we're doing. Uh, you can email me at uh, bluestorm. Let me put that in the chat, maybe. Bluestorm at uh, melanatedimmortals.com. And also, uh, you can follow me on IG at Neb, lowercase Neb, N-E-B underscore Taharka. And also, we do a lot of stuff on Clubhouse as well. So uh, very, very, very excited about this. And yes, Brother Shem, I can, you know I can't turn you down. <laughs> and it's pretty much not much you can ask me for it. If I can do it, I'm going to do it because I just got the deepest respect and regards for you and uh and 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 everything that you're doing and um i i can't i can't wait for the next time i'm looking forward to it right to likewise brother deepest respect for you uh, it's a pleasure always building with you and i know everybody uh appreciate it as well so with that thank you thank everybody in the audience for participating and until next time peace peace and love peace.